Welcome. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, a radio show designed to encourage self-investigation and self-mastery of emotions and thoughts in order to align your inner essence and your thoughts alongside your physical life in order to achieve a better understanding of your own actions and choices and to encourage more positive experiences and interactions with others, promoting better health through an understanding of energy as a tool for an improved quality of life. In today's episode, we will follow the journey of our special guest, Midori Toshimoto, a music therapist for special needs and autistic children. Midori works at the Rebecca Center for Music Therapy at Malloy College in Rockville Center, New York. Midori's special musical talent and sensitive nature brought her to this country from Osaka, Japan, without her family when she was only 16 years old in order to develop her musical and her healing abilities and to follow, it would seem to me, an instinctive inner guidance. Welcome, Midori. Hi, thank you very much. Well, it's a great pleasure to have you here with me today to share with our listeners a truly unique and courageous story and how you use music for healing. As an energy healer and medium, I also use specially orchestrated music to calm and center a person so they may be able to relax the body, release uh-huh. toxins, yes, yes, and open wonderful. the sh- yes, and open the chakras or energy points on mm-hmm. the body, giving the body an opportunity to use its own inner guidance system for correcting any health challenge and deal with uh-huh. stress and anxiety. And Midori, yes, I think you will agree to this in a moment when we start to ask you questions. But I feel. Music, much like thoughts, are an energetic vibration of our emotions and used correctly can help us to reach and express our deepest hidden feelings. Would you uh-huh. agree? Yes. Um, our approach at the Rebecca Center, um, we really believe that everyone, every child and every adult has this innate musical being within themselves. So um, we really use this music that's very interactive between a therapist and a child so that we can bring them this experience of beating the drum or singing and to, in a way to communicate and relate to others. And for children with developmental challenges, it's difficult for them to bring themselves these experiences and they may not really understand how the world works. However, with music, it seems to really help them organize their world, understand me and you, and get into this back-and-forth communication and center themselves. I think, Midori, when when you can accomplish this with a child, Mm -hmm. you can help them to feel safe and loved. And they can open up to new ways of expressing themselves. And Uh our inner guidance system, which helps Uh us seek the best outcomes for ourselves personally and for others, can often, I believe, be reprogrammed by music and energy therapies in order to maintain a state of health or correct a state of health when Uh we're at balance. And mm-hmm. two of the CDs I personally use during a Reiki session are Divine uh-huh. Healing and Prosperity 
by Dr. Harold Moses and sound healing because so so many emotions can be explored and understood by the vibration of music. I find Exactly, yes. Yeah, where words might fail to fully describe beauty and uh-huh. peace, uh, music might accomplish the state of being we are really seeking. Uh, are you aware, Midori, of the mission uh-huh. statement for the Rebecca Center for Music Therapy? Are you aware of the, the mission statement? Yes. I, I, I read it um, when I... Uh, I participated in an event there, and it was so beautiful. Would you like me to read it? Sure. To use music to remove physical cognitive barriers that prevent people with special needs from engaging in essential social interactions and life processes. Uh Uh-huh. And I believe that's what you were just talking about before when Uh you say what you try to accomplish on a small level with the children. Yes. Uh-huh. Midori, would you like to tell us more about the expansive nature of music, what it means to you, and how you use it to help the children? Sure. I believe that musical experience is emotional experience. I think, um, Cheryl, you were talking about that earlier as well. So music can really trigger many emotions that difficult for you to go there. Sometimes there's um, sadness or happiness, even excitement, sorrow. Those emotions are sometimes difficult for people to experience, but music can help you experience those emotions and how it really feels. Um, And for me personally, music is who I am. Music is everything I hear. Our heartbeat is music. The way I talk, the way you talk is all musical. And we are such a sensitive being that music can really center us to um, focus in relating to others, really expressing what you feel through music. So what I do with music therapy is um, the children I work with um, have difficulties in different areas, um, developmental challenges. So I bring these different types of music, not just um, children's songs, for example. I use music that I feel can capture their emotions. Sometimes I use Spanish. Sometimes I use Middle Eastern to really um, bring this musical portrait of this child and create these sound and interesting intervals to call the child into this musical relationship. And that's where the relationship builds. That's where we experience these emotions and where we can really connect and feel this world together. And for me, music is all about that. When I play, I used to work as an accompanist, so I played a lot, but it wasn't just playing music, but it was about making music with this other musicians to really make it, make it our own, to really experience this emotional feelings that come up through music and communicate with others and share that with others, if that makes sense. Well, to me, it makes a great deal of sense because I believe we are both soul beings and physical beings. Maybe mm-hmm. we're... Um, Mm, spiritual beings having a physical life, 
but our inner essence knows a great deal more. And sometimes we're tied to other times and places, perhaps Mm -hmm. where our soul has been in other past life experiences. Mm -hmm. And the music, you just said you sometimes use Spanish or uh, in Eastern music. That child may be living here in the United States, but Uh may may be having remembrances from another time and place. And when you Mm -hmm. hit the right choice of music, it actually speaks to their soul or their inner essence and can Mm -hmm. awaken them past Mm -hmm. the fears of this physical life into remembering who they are. Midori, let me stop for a minute because in the beginning of each show, Uh I often try to tell our listeners how I have connected with my guest. As I Uh believe, remember we talked about this, I Uh believe that all of the people in our lives are there or being brought to us in order to provide special interactions to help us grow and expand. And since Mm -hmm. there are no coincidences, and that's also Mm -hmm. the title of my first book, Life is No Coincidence, uh, Mm -hmm. I want to share with our audience how we met. I was at my office a few weeks ago, and and I received a call from my husband, David Glick, who then proceeded to tell me that he was talking to someone who he thought needed to meet me or I needed to meet. Midori, you then came onto the phone and introduced yourself and told me you were a music therapist working with autistic and special needs children, and in my office... I uh, work with occupational therapists and physical therapists who also work with children exhibiting many sensitivities. And I have worked with children at times, helping them to remember, as we just talked about, or connect to their own energy for dealing with their own issues of personal growth and getting past physical or emotional traumas. Mm -hmm. So you and I immediately arranged a time to meet And I had been hoping to have a guest who was as interested in the power and beauty of music for healing and enhancing the quality of our lives. And there you were. The universe Uh provided you. Uh And and when we met, I asked you how you began to strike up a conversation with my husband. And you Uh told me my husband had been reading the newspaper at the restaurant where you work part-time. And he said to you, wasn't it a shame to read about the violence that was going on in Egypt? And you responded, much like I would, that you, your work involved helping people and serving people, and you preferred not to focus on negative actions. And uh-huh. my husband said to you that he was an attorney and also wanted to help people. He then made the phone call as he realized that you and I had so much in common. And later, he told me he noticed you were a very gentle person. Now, for my husband to say that, I have never heard him say that about another person. So he he felt the energy of your uh, inner being and and mine. And what mm-hmm. we're doing and what we're here on this earth to do to provide mm-hmm. a sense of calmness and love and peace mm-hmm. for all the people we interact with. Midori, can you, because I found this interesting when you told me this, can you tell our listeners how you came to the United States to live with a host family and where uh-huh. you lived and also some of the experiences you had at that time? Mm-hmm. Sure. So, 
I came in 1997, which is almost 14 years ago. I was only 15, and I felt something was missing in my country, which is Japan. Um, it's a beautiful country. However, the social system didn't quite work um, work right for me. For example, um, it's really about um, following directions. It's not really about voicing what you really feel or expressing what, what you're experiencing. So oftentimes I felt like I had to really hold in a lot when I was ready to explode and ready to share this joy or sorrow. But um, in our culture, it's not about you. It's about the community and it's about fitting in, not about finding your own voice. So um, during my junior high school years, I had a lot of trouble with teachers. Um, I couldn't really fit into the classroom. I was always arguing. And because I had, I guess I had angers or this discomfort through. Let me stop you for a minute. I think I'm having another guest on next week. Uh -huh. And she talks about spiritually advanced kids. And what you are showing, and I was that way too, people who are spiritually advanced talk from their heart and soul energy, and they seem to others sometimes as rebels because they have such a sense of integrity and honesty that they must do what they were born to do, and that is to show others how to create and expand their own personal beauty and the beauty of this world, and that's what uh -huh. you were doing, and that's why you needed to find an environment where you could function, yes. and that's why you came here. Mm -hmm. yes. So go on. So I came, um, I was in Utah for three years, and I lived with a host family for two years, and um, it was such a beautiful experience for me. Um, everything was new. Everything was different. Um, and what I really loved about this culture was how everybody showed their love for each other. Um, and that was missing in your in, – in, that was missing yes. for you lived in Japan. Uh-huh. Yeah. And really expressing yourself, but not to be selfish, but to communicate and relate and to understand how others may be feeling and how you would be feeling through um, verbally communicating or physically showing. And that was something that I was never really exposed to. And I loved how the family valued the concept of family. Um, my host father was always home for dinner. Um, we always got up together to read a little bit of Bible in the morning. And it was very much about um, family connection and expressing what we, how we can help each other and how we can learn from each other. And I really loved about that. And I think they were addressing both the soul and the physical life in a very mm -hmm. interactive way, and that yes. made you very comfortable. And I have a coincidence with you, Midori. You know, oh, really? I do. Um, my daughter, Stacy Glick, was uh -huh. an actress 
and she did a movie, and I went with her to Ogden, Utah, and we spent Uh three months there, and I felt the beauty of that place, and Uh the people were very calm and quiet, Mm -hmm. and it was a very wonderful experience for me coming from New York, which is Uh a very fast-tracked place, And, and, and... and they appreciated me, even though, and they were amused by my voice, and they were amused by my mobility, because I was uh, fast-moving, and they were uh-huh. a little slower-moving. But the point being that I would never have been there except for an experience that brought me there, and you also were directed there. So I'm going to say that I believe there was something for us both to share and learn uh-huh. with the people there and for ourselves. Let's go on for a minute. Majori, how and when did you first become aware that music therapy was to be combined with your love of piano? And when did you start playing the piano? I started playing the piano when I was four. And music always had been around my life, even before I started the piano. And my mother really loved music. So in Japan, we had this small room with um, European furniture and piano, and we call that room music room. And I remember my sister and I spending hours in that room listening to records that we had. Uh, my Both my mom and dad had a lot of collections of classical music, Japanese pop, um, some Beatles, so we would just take out something and listen to music. And music was something that... I could feel emotionally connected to, especially when I sang. It's about using your own instrument. And then piano was introduced to me when I was four, and it became my fingers communicating and expressing my emotions through playing. You were channeling maybe the higher universal energy through your fingers and the music composition, the same Uh way a writer channels and writes a beautiful book or poetry. It's very beautiful. Mm -hmm. And in senior year, I believe something special happened to you where you took a special Uh course. Uh Uh-huh. So during my senior year in high school, I was in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I lived by myself. I was already 18 at that time, and I went to a very special, unique, private high school for that year that focused on interacting with nature to learn about who you are and who you are within this community and world. So um, I had the opportunity to go to Vietnam for a month, and that was part of the school curriculum, and seven of us went to Vietnam. And um, we started in Ho Chi Minh City, going all the way up to Hanoi. So we experienced every part of Vietnam and different cultures and the beauty. And when I was there, what I saw was very different and shocking at first because um, a lot of poverty, um, not very well sanitized things, and very busy, um, polluted. Um, It was a shock to me. I grew up in Japan, which is very clean, very organized, and wealthy, I would would say, and America, too. Um, So, 
story, what did that shock or that realization of seeing how those people live, what did that imply to you? At first, I was, I felt sad for them. However, as I started to get to know the local people, I realized they had beautiful souls. Um, the way they thought about things, they're very appreciative. They're very happy. Um, I felt that their soul was just very rich, and they embraced their lives. And there was no complaints about not having a nice bag, or it was about living. And I felt that they were living every day. Cooperatively happily. also, right? Uh-huh, yes. And I thought to myself, I'm, I have everything. I have this opportunity to come to America and learn and meet all these great people. And I have this opportunity to come to Vietnam. And I'm complaining about little things, you know. And it I gave thought, you a new perspective yes, on and who it, you were yes. and who you wanted to be. Uh-huh. Dory, can we go on for a minute to your training um, in college and your internship at Calvary Hospital? Sure. which is a, a hospital that uh, handles hospice patients in mm -hmm. the Bronx, New York. The reason I'm interested in that because uh, I also was a hospice volunteer for many, many years, and it seems people like us who have so much to offer uh, to others who are struggling are put in mm -hmm. opportunities where they can do that and uh -huh. do that work well. So would you tell us something about the music and how you approached the patients in Calvary Hospital? Sure. How music helped them? Mm -hmm. Music was a way for them to feel um, comfort and um, dignity, also to express what they may be feeling because it's a very difficult time of life, not only for patients, but also for their families. Um, so as a music therapy intern, um, I mostly worked in quality of life care, really helping them find their own voice through interactive singing or creating songs together, sometimes bringing back um, songs that had significant memories for them so they could have this time to share and relive in the beautiful moment. You were also helping them, I believe, have uh, what is called a life review so that yes. when they crossed over, they could be comfortable in knowing they had achieved many of their life goals mm -hmm. and the crossing over would be easier for them. I found that I talked to people and uh, helped them with my intuitiveness in reviewing some of the situations that were so beautiful in their life so that they knew that they as you said before, they had it all. We all have it all. We're not missing anything. We're all born with everything we need to accomplish what we, our soul, chose to do in this life. And there is, uh -huh. there is no need for us to wish for anything more than what we have and use what we have wisely. I want to go on to something else for a minute um, sure. because we're a little short for time. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you believe there are spiritual forces guiding you in all your pursuits? Absolutely. 
I know you, you, you have an understanding of the Buddhist philosophy, which mm-hmm. you learned in Japan, and some of the Mormon concepts that you discovered while living in Utah. Uh-huh. So can you tell us about your early understanding of an energetic life force and these spiritual forces that guide you in all your pursuits? Sure. Um, my family um, really value this Buddhist belief. So we believe that everything are given from our ancestors and higher power for us to really grow in this life. And we believe that we come back. There's this reincarnation process. And so I believe that I was guided to Utah. Or I believe, let's go back a little bit. I believe that I have these issues in Japan to find America and to really want to come here, I think those were all these energies that really was triggered within me, my energy, to really find where I needed to be, to find who I am, what I valued, and what I really wanted to pursue in my life. And I was guided to Utah to find these love and beautiful things that I Absolutely. I'd like to say something. I know you're using modern, very modern music therapy at the school. And my own belief is that iPods and MP3 players that teach kids that music is energy, Uh not just the words, but the vibration in every song. And it can Mm -hmm. also teach us how energy can be stored or contained and then retrieved and played again. Therefore, The music in movies and television teach kids to allow themselves to feel and experience different realities and emotions. And this is very much like a state achieved in meditation or Uh prayer or trance or in a Reiki healing session that I do or in any other energy healing work. So um, I know that music is a force as is the universal energy force that's around us. And Mm -hmm. I'd like to thank you, Madhuri, and we will have to talk further, perhaps at another show, about uh, the the thoughts that engulf both of us in the beauty of this energy and this world. Thank you very much for sharing the story of your spiritual journey and how music has been a force for your own personal involvement and for guiding others through music to find out more about functioning in both the physical and energetic worlds we live in. And to learn more about the work that Midori is doing, at the Rebecca Center for Music Therapy, go to www.therebeccacenter.org. In summarizing today's show, I believe we may have come not only to understand the drive and inborn talent that Midori was blessed with and how her expansive and curious spirit has guided her to bridge and live successfully in two very different cultures feeling the sound of music intimately and sharing it with others who can benefit through the different therapies she offers at the Rebecca Center for Music Therapy, Mordori creates a language in musical tones that speaks in a calming and informative way to the individually challenged special needs children. 
I also work with special needs children and feel we are a force, a healing force to help the families to learn to appreciate both the physical and spiritual needs of these very special children. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and for more information on Reiki energy healing mediumship and to find out about my first book, Life is No Coincidence, and my future book, Whispers from Spirit, go to www.sherylglick.com. You may also listen to the many prominent leaders in the field who may be heard on the radio page of that website. I hope you join us for our next episode of Healing from Within, which will feature another very special guest in the field of health and in understanding our emotional and spiritual potential.